shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Bold fashion styles, beauty must-haves, the latest songs, the best new gadgets. Let's face it, trying to stay informed about all the ever-evolving teen trends can be exhausting. Worry not, though, we're here to help keep you in the know. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is What's In? Latest Teen Trends. And I am Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have another exhilarating program in store for you today as we welcome guests who will talk about the most current fascinating developments in the teen world and a young star on our way to the top in Hollywood. I'm thrilled for the show today too, Asia, so let's dive right in. Now, although somewhat under-recognized for their influence in the teen trend world, Books are a huge part of a lot of young people's lives, and they have the potential to catch on like a wildfire, particularly when they become movies. My mind immediately goes to Harry Potter, Twilight, The Hunger Games, you name it. As soon as young people begin somehow identifying with certain characters or plot lines, books can take the teen world by storm. In an effort to understand what novels are gripping the minds of youth today, we're going to turn to veteran of the show, Courtney Chang, who's here to deliver another stimulating Book It segment. Hi, Courtney. Hey, Hannah and Asia. So I'm back again with two segments of Book It today to discuss the latest teen trends in books and in music. Even if you're not a teen, you've probably heard of the novelist John Green and his most recent novel, The Fault in Our Stars, that got adapted into a film in 2014. For those of you who have been living under a rock, John Green is an award-winning novelist who graduated from Kenyon College with a double major in English and Religious Studies. He and his brothers post videos on YouTube as the Vlog Brothers to talk about current events, answer questions, and cover a myriad of subjects relevant to young adults. Another one of Green's novels, Paper Towns, published in 2008, is also currently in film production. Green's writing comes across as a bit simplistic at times, but he manages to captivate and hold his audience until the last page. Like most readers, I laughed and cried my way through The Fault in Our Stars. But in retrospect a few months later, I felt a bit disenchanted by the novel. The plot's many coincidences and extreme twists and turns began to feel a bit unbelievable. That was why I purposefully chose not to watch the movie when it first came out. But the raving reviews ultimately convinced me otherwise, and I caved. I still had my hesitations on both the novel and the film, but I truly have to commend John Green on his storytelling capabilities. He has the incredible ability to affect his audience, perhaps even against their better judgment, and inspire such strong emotional reactions. I believe that it is hit this. 
his ability to find and create shared sentiments with his audience that has given him such a huge and strong following, fondly dubbed Nerdfighters. Regardless of my opinions of John Green's work, I admire him as a writer and as a person, and I think he is a fantastic influence on teens and young adults. His fan following has given him a hugely noticeable presence on YouTube and on Twitter, Tumblr, as well as other social media platforms. This in turn then pushes his well-informed videos and posts about current events, the news, and social issues into the foreground for young people on the internet. Although young people may not feel inclined to read the news every day on news sites on their own, they remain educated on important topics simply by following their favorite author, and now they may become inspired to then pursue more information themselves. Ah, that's neat. I had no idea he had such a large YouTube presence. Yeah. That's really cool. I think I don't think that's common for an author. No, Actually, it's definitely I've never heard of that. Yeah. Do you have any personal experience, Courtney, of maybe how his YouTube platforms have helped you become more aware of current events? Well, that's actually kind of how it happened for me because before I started college at UC Berkeley, I kept up with a lot of the news by watching his videos and then doing my own research to answer the questions he like, potentially didn't address because he puts things in very easily understandable terms, which then like makes something like a new, like a news article where it's really, like really dense information with really long sentences, it makes everything a lot easier to understand. And then it co helps cultivate your own interest and pursue, like encourages you to go look it up yourself. Uh, I think that's like, super useful. Yeah. And is he like interviewing people or is it like a commentary type of video or is it it's comical like, or how, how do, how do they run? It's more of a, a commentary. Like he, he, I think he, what he and his brother like to do is that they take turns. So he posts a video one weekend and his brother does it the next week. So they kind of have like this, like kind of ongoing conversation where the other person introduces or like asks their, their brother to talk, uh, cover a topic in the next week's video. And so they address it. And a lot of times they talk about like current events and they talk about news and other times they do like kind of educational things. I remember they had some uh, like a video series talking about different Shakespeare plays and occasionally he does some really fun like interviews while he's on set on the movies or just does some like really random Q&As where he gets questions from all his fans on Twitter and answers them. Like he's a really funny guy so like even if it's a really serious topic he is very engaging and it's always very uh, interesting to watch. I've noticed that you know there's you have Twitter, you have Facebook and all that but I I see now that YouTube starting to become more popular in a social media website where people are putting like all their updates on YouTube instead now. Yeah. I think, you know, YouTube has even kind of heralded the new celebrity in a way. Yeah. Because, you know, if you keep up with maybe the beauty bloggers, you know, people like Bethany Moda or Carly Bible who now have their own like clothing lines and makeup lines and they're doing these meet and greets at all these stores. I think it's so interesting how YouTube has reshaped the celebrity landscape. Yeah, Definitely. I think that's pretty interesting. So do you think that, you know, since he does the news with um, his YouTube and all that other stuff and he's been able to draw in teens so they can understand what's going on in the world better, do you think he does this with his books too, since you said his writing often seems a bit simplistic? I think so. I mean, I don't want anyone to think that I'm, like, criticizing his writing, but... Um, some books definitely are crafted for the beauty of their language and others are crafted for the story like Harry Potter. But yes, I do think John Green tries to make his stories page turners and works on making the story memorable, hence the more accessible writing style. 
Yeah, yeah, I like those. I like those kind of writing styles. I like, I like the um, the more accelerated reading. You know, like Gatsby yeah. and, and all those other books. But I think like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the author Scott Westerfield, but he did the Uglies mm-hmm. series. Those yes, are really yeah. good books. Yeah, yeah, those I are remember really that. Books. They're easy to read. You know, you go through them pretty fast. But just like the imagery and you know how he's able to like take you into a whole nother world is is so awesome to just be able to read those kind of books as well. Totally. I think that's interesting that you draw that comparison between authors like Fitzgerald and his book like The Great Gatsby, and then more contemporary yeah. authors and their different writing styles. Do you think there's a trend where where contemporary authors are trying to not simplify their writing, but just find ways to make it more comprehensible to young people? I definitely think so because all like most of the books I pick up like the bookstore today, they're all, none of them are written as complexly as like the classic novels that, you know, like Gatsby, Pride and Prejudice. Great expectations. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think in this way, like it, it ensures that, you know, you don't have, it doesn't have to be like on a college reading list for anyone to read it, you know, like, Mark Zuckerberg just started like a, a book club for 2015. So I imagine that all these books would be a lot easier for someone who say, you know, isn't studying English in college to pick up as well. So it, it then opens itself to being bought by a lot more people rather than just one small group in, in the, in like, in the, in, in the readers. So you were talking about Fulton, um, the Fault in Our Stars, and you were saying, you know, how it got a bit um, confusing towards the end, and it started to take a more unbelievable turn. And you're a bit disenchanted by the book. And how come you felt that way about the film? Um, the film, I guess, like, so it, it's very modern, as in like the use of iPhones and like MacBooks and cars. Mm-hmm it's very significant to the entire plot line, whereas most other movies maybe use a cell phone or a car as a prop in the background so a character seems like, you know, someone you'd know in real life. But The Fault in Their Stars really relied a lot on these modern gadgets, which was a bit strange to me. And another point I didn't quite like while I was watching it was that I often felt like a third wheel to Hazel and Gus's dates and hangout sessions. So that was the one way that I felt a bit, like, thrown off by the movie. Ah, I see. Well, thank you very much, Courtney, for sharing all this fascinating information. I think it's incredible how much a book, just words printed on paper, can actually stretch our minds and our imaginations. During the break, be sure to visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please check out our charity website at btsya.org and our fun and informative videos on youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about keeping up with what's in in the teen world. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Now, of course, we can't have a conversation on teen trends without including something about music. Whether we're driving down the highways, blaring the latest tunes from inside our cars, or whether we're sitting in our rooms walking, rocking out to beats from our iPods, music constitutes one of teens' most valued art forms. It's hard to imagine what our lives would be like without the solace of music and the influence of our favorite singers. To explore this topic further, we're delighted to welcome Courtney back to the program. Hi there. Hey, Anne. So, in the, in the last segment, I talked about the author John Green and his influence on teen trends. Another figure who seems only be increasing in popularity is Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift released her most recent album, 1989, in the last two days of October 2014. As of the new year, her album beat out the Frozen soundtrack as the top-selling album of 2014. In a short two months and five days, she sold 3.66 million copies of her album. So I have to confess, I didn't actually like Taylor until, like, late November 2014. (laughs) In the past, I found her post-breakup behavior to be quite immature. She spoke very explicitly about how her exes broke up with her and constantly took the chance to mock them at award shows and various widely broadcasted performances. She has all the right to write and sing about her personal experiences, but I personally found her behavior to be a bit disrespectful and a little attention-seeking at times. However, it was only because she began getting so much attention over the release of her new album and conducted so many interviews that I started paying more attention to her. As with her usual style, style, Taylor wrote many of her new songs about her previous relationships. But in her interviews, she no longer explicitly doled out the blame or portrayed herself as the woman who always wanted to fall in love. She has since grown into an independent young woman who is, quote-unquote, happy to be alone and to be living her own life on her own terms and to be free and independent and empowered. She speaks out about feminist issues, asking why her songs are consistently called out for sharing too much, while other male artists may be called brave for sharing their own personal stories, and she supports fellow female artists in their chosen images. Most recently, Taylor posted a video of herself rapping and sending personally chosen Christmas gifts to several of her fans around the world. Whether or not you like her music, I strongly believe that Taylor Swift has become an extremely admirable young woman who serves as a wonderful role model for children, preteens, teens, and young adults alike. She is confident, she's independent, she's kind, and she's caring. 
Of the many celebrities in the limelight right now, I have the most confidence in Taylor's ability to present herself as an elegant, graceful, put-together person, and I'm really glad that she does have such a huge influence on today's youth. I personally didn't like Taylor Swift until her new <laughs> album came out, so I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> so you personally didn't like Taylor Swift, as we've heard earlier. Not at all. I listened to her music because it was catchy, you know, it was on the radio, it was in the top 100 on iTunes. Yeah. But I didn't really like the way she handled her personal life in such a hugely public way. Like, I felt her tendency to give up the blame wasn't right. A relationship, in my opinion and experience, it always involves two people. So perhaps it is someone's, you know, quote unquote fault more than the others when things go downhill. But I think it's very rare that a breakup comes from a purely one-sided blame. And I didn't really appreciate that she always seemed to be like, oh, they, they hurt me and I'm the victim. It's like, but, you know, you were in the relationship as well. So I don't yeah. understand why you're always giving the blame. So Yeah, that was, we, yeah. we know where you're coming from. Actually, every time she came out with a new song on the radio, my brothers and I would joke about, you know, who's this guy? Who's this <laughs> song about? Like, yeah. who's the next guy that got made fun of just now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, that's a valid point. And she's definitely very coy about who the targets of her songs are. She doesn't mm-hmm. typically reveal them in her interviews. Yeah. But I have noticed that her interviews, she's definitely conducted herself much more ladylike. And she's very composed, I guess, compared to other, um, you know, pop stars that teens look up to. Yeah. So, yeah. Although I think her, she's definitely improved in the image department, do you believe that she's improved in the music department as well? Um, for her, it's still a bit of a hit or miss for me. I think she's beca- she's become a much better writer and a clever lyricist, but I'm just not a fan of some of the more synthetic accompaniment she's including. Like if that's even what you call it, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I guess like my musical preference j- just doesn't like 100% line with hers. But that's nothing against her personally anymore. <laughs> I feel like I she's really shifted away from her roots in musically. Yeah, she did. I think you know. With the country music, she kind of, I think, I, I think she kind of forced her voice to make her sound the way it did in her music. But I think with the music she has now, you hear her singing voice, and I, and I like it. Yeah. So, do you consider Taylor Swift to be one of your role models now that she's changed? I don't usually choose celebrities as role models, but I do genuinely admire her elegance and how she is very put together, like, I'm only four years younger than her, so her current questions of, you know, finding someone, living alone, and all that, it feels really relevant to me and where I am personally in my own life. Like, and I, even though I have been with my current partner for almost a year and a half, I still do um, intend and hope to be as strong and independent of a person as Taylor presents herself to be, even when she's like, I don't need a boyfriend, I don't need someone else to complete my life because I'm happy being by myself and I like doing things, you yeah. know, like, going out and doing my own thing because I can. Right. I think what's interesting is that she's been able to strike a chord amongst girls of all different age groups. Like you mentioned that you're only four years younger than her and you, you know, turn to her songs and find inspiration on love and everything about that in her music. But even girls as young as like 12, 13, 14, they're turning to her songs and finding that same sort of inspiration. And I don't really know how she does it, but she manages to pull it off. It's incredible. I've never, I've, I've, only, I've, like, watched her become more and more popular, and I'm like, I don't know how, like, more and more people, you can still find more people who haven't heard of you, and, like, it always amazes me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, so oh, 
Go ahead. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that as a, maybe a semi-fan now, do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song from her most recent album? Um, I don't really have a favorite. I think like there are three I like it mo- most. Um, in Wonderland, I really love the illusions she included. Um, for uh, Blank Space, I loved like the beautiful but powerful image that she created for herself in the music video. And I just like style for no particular reason. It's kind of fun. It's it's like it has a good beat, but it's not too fast. So it like fits a lot of different moods whenever I just need something on in the background. So I I think blank space. The video was a little scary to me. <laughs> I was, was a little scared of it. It it was very like it took me a, it took a while for me to like get it. I had to watch it a couple times, and I'm, yeah. I I I like that. It seemed very Gatsby. Yes. She changed outfits like how many times in there? Oh my gosh, like 50 (laughs) times. I'm loving her style though. Her new style with the way her hair is, her makeup and her clothing. I think it fits her really, really well. I think her hair looks gorgeous and I'm tempted to cut my long hair off because of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like like that she, like she's made a new image for herself. And I remember seeing an interview of her where she's like, you know, there are a lot of other female artists like you know Miley Cyrus, Nicki Minaj who have very different images for themselves and she's like even like they have their image but it works for them and I'm going to support them even like I don't care that it's not my image but like I have mine and they have theirs and if it works for them then good for them go do it because you want to do it so I really I really like that she spoke out about it yeah and I think she's managed to shift away from a teen pop star to almost an adult singer, so gracefully and tastefully. And Mm -hmm. even though her outfits are attired, they're so chic, they're so modern, yet they're modest in a way as well. And that's kind of hard to strike that balance when you're in the limelight like this. And, you know, it's so tempting to just be gone with the wind, but somehow (laughs) to keep herself together, particularly in terms of her attire when we compare to some of the other girls on the stages today. Yeah, I think she looks very classy now. She just very, she looks very um she looks girly but it's not in an extreme way she still looks yeah. very poised and everything it just looks really good I like it yeah and I was also reading that she's still very family oriented as well like fame yeah. hasn't taken she away hasn't that part of her, her life mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's really important lesson to take away from her too so thank you yeah. very much Courtney for sharing all of your insight during the break, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and also visit our Tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com where you can find lots of cool information. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. If you're interested in starting a club BTSYA at your school, email our producer, Cynthia Bryan, for more information at cynthia at star-style.com. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. 
Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Now we have an exciting guest for you today. Grace Kaufman is close to turning 12. She's not only an actress, but also a singer and dancer. She has a wide range of talents and expresses them on the projects she works on, definitely earning her a spot to be the big next big star in Hollywood. She had a great year with her work in 2014 as she started in television show, shows and movies. Her amazing performances left the fans wanting more, but not to worry, she's got more in store for 2015 as she gets ready for her premiere of the Amazon pilot, Table 58. Table 58 is a single-camera live-action pilot directed by Jill Junger and written by Mary Bay Chan. In Table 58, they're not a part of the popular crowd, and they're not a part of the geek crowd. The only thing they're a part of is Table 58, the odd table in the lunchroom, made up of kids from all different cliques who have been ousted from the table where they seemingly belong. When the new kid Logan moves to town, he rallies the group of six mismatched middle schoolers to form a tenuous partnership in order to help each other get back to their rightful place in the cafeteria. As you can imagine, Grace has her hands full with all of her awesome endeavors, so we're super excited to be welcoming her on the program today. Hello, Grace. Hi, how are you? I am absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? I'm great. I am so excited to have you on the show, and so is Hannah. Now, we heard you had a fantastic 2014. You got rave reviews for the film Sister, you got starred on CBS's Bad Teacher and TNT's Last Ship, and you're still voicing the character Dima for Nick's Bubble Guppies. Did you get a chance to enjoy all the success, or has it been, you know, work, work, work? Well, you know what? I actually have had a really great year to just, you know, hang out with my friends and do all sorts of other stuff besides acting, even though it was really busy and there was just, like, all this, like, you know, work here, work there. It's always just, you know, it's so much fun working on the set. It's like hanging out with your best friends, like, after school. Everybody in the cast, from Bubble Guppies to The Last Ship to Bad Teacher, we all just, we're kind of like a family, and it's always just so much fun. It's not even really like work. It's almost just, like, having a great time and filming. And, you know, even though I had to, like, stay in character in between and the scenes and, like, focus on the character I was playing, it was just so much fun. Like, everywhere I went, there was just fun and games and laughter. It was just awesome. That's That's so cool. That is so neat. It's, like, not even a job then for you. It's, like... Yeah. It's, like, your pastime and a job together. That is awesome. So you have a new Amazon pilot coming out called Table 58, and that's super exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about the show and your role in it? Yeah. Um, So Table 58 is basically 
like the breakfast club but for tweens and middle schoolers <laughs> and like you know you got your princess and your jock and your bully and your slacker and your nerd but um i play the outcast named jane bloom and she's a blast to play because she's like you know really dark and sarcastic and mm-hmm. honestly i don't i can't say that i'm much like her which is why it's so awesome to play and um the show kind of centers around this group of misfits and how some for some reason they were picked out of their group and they're all forced to sit at this one table in the lunchroom called table 58 and until this new kid comes in named Logan they're just like complete opposites they hate each other they are they'll they're willing to do anything to get back to their old cliques and mm-hmm. they just kind of try to work together to break apart and but in the end they kind of realize you know if we work together we can accomplish great things and maybe there's a little bit more to see in one another than we thought and it's kind of like has like a blossoming friendship beginning and so it's really just about like working together and teamwork and friendship I love how that's so close to The Breakfast Club because that's one of my favorite movies and I've watched it so many times. It's probably a bad addiction or something. Um, but I love how that's so close to it. And it, how did you get your part? You you sound like you just are saying how you're having so much fun. So how did you get your part and what was your audition like? Was it was it scary? Did you have fun with it? Um, My audition, well, first of all, it took place over, like, three auditions. You have your audition, and then your callback, and then your final callback. Mm, okay. I'd say the final callback, I was excited, but I was also a little nervous. Just because, yeah. like, the mix and match where we went in with different kids, and I was, like, a little nervous, like, how we would mesh, like, what what the kids would be like. I didn't know if, like, they would be mean or nice or, like, what would happen <laughs> if I'd mess up. Or... But, um, you know, after I went in and I you know I kind of started to realize you know these kids are really awesome like they're not there's nothing to be scared of and I just began to have like just a lot of fun and I remember going in to read with the group who actually got the show with me and um I just remember thinking that they were all so hilarious and there was (laughs) a moment in there that I will never forget so um we were doing this one scene and it, my line was coming up, and the boy whose line was after mine, he just immediately read his and completely slips, completely skipped mine. And so, like, I gave him this dirty look as my character, and kind of like made like a little bit of sass in it, like, "How dare you skip my line?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, That's what you have to do. Yeah, just you know. And he was just like afterwards, he was like, "I'm so sorry. I did not mean to skip your line." I was like, "No, no, no, no problem." That was like totally as my character. I did not mean to be meaner at all. <laughs> and I was so glad when I finally found out that they were the cast. Like they were what was going to be with me on the show, and I couldn't have asked for a better cast. They are just awesome, and it made the experience just so much better. Uh, so you mentioned, dope. like, letting some meanness shine through in your character. And just talking with you right now, I can tell you're totally the opposite. You're probably the most <laughs> bubbly, fun person I think anyone could want to be around. Oh, yeah. How do you, like, how do you take on these roles? Do you have a process? Because I'm sure a lot of these roles really aren't anything like yourself. So what do you do to really adapt and acclimate to these roles? Well, it kind of depends on what character I'm playing. 
Like, if I'm in, like, a darker kind of drama, you know, like The Last Ship, it kind of takes a little bit more preparation than it would on, let's say, like, Bad Teacher. Because, mm. like, on Bad Teacher, it's it's a comedy. So, you know, you there's not really much preparation in need. You know, it's, it's like, all kind of funny and kind of laid back. But on The Last Ship, um, it's really helpful because my mom and dad are actors. So they really help me get to the place where I need to be. And, like... I'm doing a darker show, usually in, like, the car on the way there. I'll just, you know, kind of focus on my lines, focus on what my character's really feeling, and how to get, you know, in that zone where my character is. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, The Last Ship is, is such a great show. So, with the show being such a mystery, how far in advance do you know your storyline? Um, I know a little, but, like, you know, I know the next couple of episodes what's going on, but because my character is kind of on a different storyline than everybody on the ship, because my character, mm -hmm. Ashley, has been on land this whole time waiting for her dad, it's sort of like a different, like, storyline. And okay. I only know, like, what's going to happen in advance with my character, but on the ship, I'm not 100% sure. But, like, every time my friends ask me, like, you know, what's going on? Like, can, can you slip a little something? I'm just like, I can't. I feel really bad, like, denying them. <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, I'm allowed to. I'll get in trouble if I give out, like, information. But, yeah. So, I know a little bit in advance, but not too much. How uh, different is it with, you know, switching from the last ship with that drama kind of character and then switching to, like, a comedy character? Is that hard or is it easier? Um, I can say it's a little difficult, but overall, you know, I film them at different times because, like, Bad Teacher was filmed, like, in the fall through winter and, like, the last ship, it, like, we filmed in the, like, late winter just beginning into spring. So I had some periods of time in between roles that I could actually, you know, get to that place where my yeah. is like the different timeline and everything that's going on in the shows. So it, it helps that like the jobs aren't like crammed on top of one another. Cause I think that would be really difficult. That would be, so that it, would be. Yeah. Well, thank you very, very much Grace for sharing all this information. You can stay updated with Grace's activities by following her on Twitter at I'm Grace Kaufman. You can also catch her on Bubble Guppies weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Nick Jr. and in the movie film Sister. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. During the break, please visit our charity website at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are, 501C3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation with Grace. to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel.
What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundel, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is Teen Trends. And I'm Asia Gonzalez, and we are thrilled that the one and only Grace Kaufman is back with us again to discuss her brand new pilot for Amazon, Table 58. So, Grace, how do pilots work on Amazon? Like, how do they premiere? How do you how do you get people to vote and all that good stuff? Well, uh, basically the process is we filmed ours over the summer, our pilot, and it didn't come out for... It hasn't come out yet. It's going to come out on January 15th. So it, it was a couple months. It was last summer, so a couple months. And um, it kind of depends on, like, when the due date is for the pilot. Ours wasn't for a while, so they had plenty of time to, you know, edit it, get everything in order. Mm-hmm. And um, the premiere for the show... We had it at um, Amazon Studios a couple weeks ago, and it's watching a premiere is like the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I can it, imagine. Yeah, it's just so cool. You get to see all your friends again. You get to like see basically the work you did, and you get to really experience the show like you've never seen it before. Yeah, and it's just so awesome and. Just an amazing feeling when you're watching, you know, like, this is, you've been thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the work I did, and, like, I haven't seen it before, and I'm so excited. But, um, and we, they announced it on just basically all over social media, you know? Amazon Studios has a Twitter, an Instagram, or maybe an Instagram, a Facebook, and, um, they basically just kind of announced it. They let us know in advance, and they just announced it everywhere, they kind of just spread it all over the place and it was really cool because like we got to now we're like able to tell everybody basically they they let out a couple pictures you know like couple like cover pictures which was really cool and you know you really get to like just let everybody know because when people would ask me before so like how what's your pilot about I would always say you know I'd tell them about it, but, like, it was just never really the same. And now I'm so excited for everybody to see all of it, finally. That's awesome. That is really cool. And how can viewers vote on pilots? Viewers can vote on pilots by, I'm pretty sure, going to Amazon.com. They can look at all the different shows that are coming out. There are probably reviews about them um, on some websites. And pretty much based off there, 
you can probably find where you're voting and you can well, you watch all the shows when they come out and basically it's like a they check out all the votings and they kind of base it off there like what shows they think like maybe have like not come as far maybe the shows that have gotten like the most good reviews and the shows that have gotten the most bad reviews and kind of base their picking ups off of that okay so with the pilots and you know premieres and everything on on any of your premieres have you ever been just sitting there watching it and be like oh my gosh there i am and point at the screen and get all excited yes <laughs> <laughs> that's I, awesome I, yeah, some of my friends, like, when they watch themselves, like, cause some of my friends, like, have YouTube accounts and stuff and, like, make videos of themselves. They tell me, they're just like, I hate watching myself, like, on screen. Like, do you like it? And honestly, it's kind of, like, half and half. There are some moments on screen where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I made that face. Like, why did I make that face? Like, and then there are other times where I'm like, wow, like, I looked actually good in that scene. Like, that was good. And um, so, you know, it kind of just depends on what scenes I'm doing and, like, how I played them. Yeah, I think that's definitely very important, like, to be critical of yourself to the point that you're bettering yourself, but not to the point that when the product is already done and finished, you're, you know, kind of hacking on yourself again. So I think it's good you have that balance between being able to identify how well you did and where you might want to improve for next time. So good job on that. And given that, is there any other advice you might want to give to young actors? Some advice I would definitely want to give to young actors would have to be do, if you want to be an actor, do it for the work and the fun of it mm. and the enjoyment of like having this just amazing experience you know it's not it's not about the fame and the glory that you benefit from it you know because there are some actors that are very fortunate and they get to that fame and glory and they get there and they make a really big career out of it and there are others who have been actors for years who haven't gotten like any fame and glory it's it's just about the work and the fun that you get from it and the great experience that you'll always have from that and i would also say um that if you are like a beginner in acting and you really just you really want to have a career in it like that's your goal i definitely recommend acting classes like i still take acting classes um and because you can't i i know i, I know this because it happened to me like when i decided like when i was little i finally wanted i wanted to start acting i was like okay i don't need any classes i'm ready to get out there i'm gonna book every job <laughs> and you know i my, my mom tried to warn me about that. I just wouldn't listen to her. And, you know, she was completely right. You know, you got it takes practice. It really does. Because there are some auditions that you get out there and you're just like, wow, I think I did great on that. And there are others where you're just like, like, what was I thinking? Like that, I did terrible. So, you know, it kind of just, you got to just practice. Because, you know, practice makes perfect. And I think the more you, mm -hmm. the more you, you know, take classes, the more you, just focus on your work and just try to right. get better, yeah. the yeah. better you get. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely true. I have an uncle who was a child actor and he would tell us stories sometimes and he was always saying like, you know, I started out young and of course I needed acting classes and of course I needed help. I wasn't, you know, perfect right when I got there. 
So it was really interesting hearing things and then secrets and stories from someone who was in that business. Do you have anyone in your family who was in show business or was in this in show business? Yes. I actually think it runs in the family. It's like a routine like <laughs> or something. My mom and dad were actors. And they actually do audition for some things now, but they're acting coaches. Oh. And yeah, and my little brother, Henry, he's seven, so he's kind of just getting started. But he's gotten, like, a couple voiceovers here and there. He booked a little movie, and it's really sweet watching him, like, you know, kind of just get into, like, what I got into when I was his age. And uh, Do you find yourself being a mentor towards him, too? Yeah, I, I think in a way, like, because, you know... I'll I'll come in and listen to when my dad and or mom are coaching him. I'll come in and listen, maybe give him a couple tips Aww. that my mom and dad are just like, oh yeah, yeah, listen to Grace. That's that's definitely. <laughs> and sometimes he doesn't like it. He's just like, you know, maybe you shouldn't come in and tell me what to do because I can totally do this. And I'm just like Henry, you're just like the way I was when I was little. I totally said I would totally say that. If <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's almost like. It's just incredible. Like, I'm just like the whole entire, my whole entire family basically does all that acting and stuff like that. That's so awesome. Yeah. And with your whole family being in it and this kind of being like a family business, do you think it's something you want to continue doing as a career? Or do you have any other plans for yourself when you're older? Um, you know, I've actually kind of been debating about that lady lately. Um, I've acting has always been my passion. And I'm, I, I'm really hoping it always will because I just, I love what I do. And I really, uh, right now at the moment, I'm wanting to continue it forever, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, like here and there, like I love doing art. I love dancing. I love singing. So like, I definitely want to continue those, but I just, I totally want to be an actor when I'm older. I don't think there's anything else that I'd want to do. Wow. I love how you have like all these different types of talents to where you're very, um, you have a variety of what you have in your life. You you don't have just acting. So if you wanted a backup plan, you got art or you have dancing or you have singing and you love acting. So what is your favorite part about it? Like the absolute favorite part that you just wish you could do all the time? My favorite absolute part of acting. Um, that's hard because I love all of it. Um, I think the most exciting part for me, well, I love filming on the scenes and I love finally seeing it at the end, but I love the, the very beginning of working on something. I love getting acquainted with everybody. I love meeting people for the first time. I love just reading over the script for the first time. That's always just the best. And like, you know, you kind of decide on there where you're just like, Sometimes I'll read scripts and I'll say, like, I'm going to audition for this, but, like, I'm not feeling as confident. But there are other times, like, I'll see a part and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, this part is incredible. Like, I would love if I got this part. But, like, either way, I work as hard for it. But, you know, sometimes I have different feelings about different pieces. Yeah. Of yeah. But well, thank you so much, Grace, for being here with us. It was absolutely wonderful talking to you. You're so awesome. I love your enthusiasm. And I wish you great luck on your future. And I hope you, ha hope you have fun with what you're doing. Check out Grace Kaufman on Amazon to watch your premiere of Table 58. And definitely vote. As always, all good things must come to an end. And this show gave us a comprehensive look at all things currently fascinating in the teen world.
Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kidstar for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundel. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be in with the trends, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the now from the Kickstarter of the month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song Sea Turtle. So many clues
Kids start album of the month. 